You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Let's go. Let's go across the ditch. Let's do some international racing. And today of all days is it's important for us to do it because. We've got a real superstar of the turf down under. And full credit to Danny Shum, full credit to everyone involved with Romantic Warrior, and full credit to the horse for lining up today in the, the TAB Turnbull Stakes Race 8 at Flemington. Right now, we're going to welcome him, and we're lucky to have him, Michael Cox, founder and editor of Asian Racing Report, which is, if you're not aware, an independent dual-language website that covers racing in Asia. It is an astute and well-run uh, media operation in racing globally. Don't say that lightly. And Michael's been good enough to join us pretty early this morning. G'day, mate. It's great to have you on the show. Welcome. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for your kind words. No, it's a pleasure to chat to you. And thanks to, for Mick for ho- hooking us up here. And Mick is alongside me. And I just thought of all days, I mean, today would be it. What a, what a special treat this is for racing enthusiasts. Romantic warrior down under, eh, Michael? Yeah, and it's a great, great thrill for people who follow Hong Kong racing closely because Hong Kong horses, they haven't travelled as much through the, the pandemic. Uh, they were well known for getting out in the world and, and, and travelling and uh, having this sort of excitement. Da- Danny Shum, the trainer, of course, he won at Royal Ascot back in 2012 with Little Bridge. Loves to travel horses, but it's been a long time and it's certainly been a long time since one of Hong Kong's highest rated horses like Romantic Warrior has, has headed abroad. Morning, Coxie. Thank you for joining us, mate. Um, what did you make of the comments this week from Zach, Zach Purton, who said he wasn't sure about whether Romantic Warrior was international top class? And J-Mac sort of come back and said, well, I'm not one of the people who has any doubts. There seems to be this lovely little barbing going on between J-Mac and Zach sometimes, which I think is actually not bad for international racing. Yeah, morning, Mick. I, I loved it too, I thought exactly the same thing i thought if it was if you simply changed the the seats there if it was zach aboard romantic warrior you'd be hearing exactly the same comments i think <laughs> saying that uh, <laughs> supremely confident but there was some truth to zach's comments in that yeah let's wait and see like this horse has only ever seen one track he's walked 150 200 meters to go on to the tie-up stalls and race at Chartin. he hasn't even raced at happy valley so he hasn't seen anything other than a good track. He's only ever gone right-handed. So he goes left-handed for the first time today. A little bit more juice in the ground than he'll ever see it at Sha Tin. So I think there was some truth to Zach's comments, albeit one of just, yeah, a little bit barbed. Uh, just on that... Um you're a quite an unemotional racing observer because you have to deal with the noughts and crosses of it all. Um, what do you make of him today? Like, there's people out there thinking, oh, well, J-Mac and all this form, it'll just roll up and win, and they want to take their 220 coxie, but do you go into it with any concerns or trepidation around all of those concerns Zach has raised or you just mentioned? I think it's the price that you just mentioned. I think he's priced right up to his best, and you've got to ask, will he be at his best today? Long break coming into all of these unknown factors. 
little bit of stuff with the travel there. It was off his feed coming through Hong Kong into Australia. He's eating again now. That's the reports out of the stable. I just think with that big target ahead of the Cox Plate, maybe today that the that the price two two around two twenty is is maybe a bit short for me. Um, of course, on his world rating, he should win. But just with those uh, unknowns, uh, maybe maybe today isn't the day to bet. Um, yeah, just given that unknown. Interesting one, Coxie, because there's this mystique, particularly in New Zealand, because we sell so many horses up there, about Hong Kong racing. It, it sounds like it's like Apple. It's just so big, it can't possibly fail. It's amazing, and, and everybody's just in love with the whole concept of it. But, of course, you've worked there behind the scenes. And I remember a couple of years ago, I think it was International Day, one of the big ones, some poor horse got T-boned and died, and it was just barely mentioned on the Hong Kong Jockey Club website. It's like it never happened, uh, which, as you would know better than anybody, it's like New South Wales. If something bad happens, just pretend it didn't happen and keep moving on. Is that one of the secrets to the success, that just that blind media coverage loyalty where if you don't tow the party line, you're in trouble, and to extrapolate that conversation out further, is that one of the reasons your guys' website's important? Do you think one of the reasons these two jurisdictions are so successful, apart from having a punting mad audience, is the fact that uh, everybody sticks to the plan and, and the rah-rah is um, the universal voice? I, I would go the other way. I'd say it's a long-term threat. The reason the Hong Kong Jockey Club is so successful is because they own the tote, and it's protected. So, a lot of power as well. That they run the betting, and there's a lot of protections there. There's no they run sports betting in the city as well, and there's no casinos in Hong Kong. There's something Macau. So they've they've got a great system, a, a closed shop. I would say that the the way the media coverage is. Uh, in the long term, in the medium term, I don't, I don't think it helps, actually. I, I think that uh, people with a diverse range of opinions and disagreements and robust discussion about the sport actually help coverage. And I think that, not that we've set out to be the site that is critical of the Hong Kong Jockey Club or anyone else. It's just that we try and apply journalistic principles to what we do. I think it's helped us gain an audience, actually, and, and some um, notoriety and, and some popularity amongst fans because when you come to our site, you're not just going to read that same thing. and you're gonna, uh, Well, Coxie, especially when you've got places like Singapore closing down and Macau on its knees, I mean, people who want to invest at the ready-to-run sales coming up in a month's time, they want to know what's going on. And I think it's really important that we don't, don't pretend everything's charming in the farm. I mean, once in a while, you want to hear the details. And, um, yeah, I, I just think it's interesting to see whether you've had any pushback against people who don't like you guys telling the truth. No, I, I think that we've been pretty well received in the sense that if you're fair, uh, then, and always go to them. Also, David Morgan, our chief journalist, myself, we spent a lot of time in Hong Kong. David Morgan worked for the Hong Kong Jockey Club website, in fact. So there's a, 
I think there's a modicum of, of, of respect for us. But you bring up Singapore. It's a, it's a great example of what I'm talking about, of what, ha- what can happen if th- there's another place where the media were controlled, if you like, or there's yeah, actually the city of Singapore, the, there's, a, there's a control of the media that's very strong, maybe even more so than Hong Kong. And we saw a situation where the racing was allowed to slide to a point and the, uh, the administration of racing was able to, to make poor decisions, um, int- in decisions that weren't in the best interest of the sport itself, were allowed to get away with making these decisions without any question, without any accountability or pushback from the media. And we get to a point where a decision's made to close racing and it's too late where we can report on it, but what, was, what might have helped is a media that was able to question decisions along the way. Michael, if we try to tie this all together then, and we look at the big picture of Romantic Warrior today and then in a Cox Plate, would, would that change anything? If Romantic Warrior came down and won the Cox Plate in a, a few weeks' time, would that mean anything? Would it would it evolve anything? Would it change the way people perceive either the, the jockey club, the racing, the horses? Would, would trainers be encouraged? Would, would there be any meaningful impact? Honestly, I, I think something's changed for him to even be there. I, mm. I think a lot of Hong Kong's previous, let's say, champions. Let's look at right now the best sprinter in Hong Kong, Lucky Swain. Is. He should be in the Everest. He'd be one of the favourites. But he's not. Like, what? Why not? There's a tendency to not travel abroad, and sometimes I feel like there's some pressure from Hong Kong Jockey Club officials to keep the horses at home. After all, that's where the betting is. These horses, every time they go around, they're a short price favourite. Romantic Warrior, Lucky Swainess, Golden Sixty has never raced, and he's raced 28 times, all at Sha Tin. He's probably never going to race overseas. And before that, Beauty Generation never travelled once he got to Hong Kong. So I think something has changed for Romantic Warriors to even be in Australia. Maybe the thinking has changed from not only the owners, but the club itself. the, The club would feel some ownership. The jockey club would feel some ownership over Romantic Warrior because he was bought at the Hong Kong International Sale. That's a sale where the Hong Kong Jockey Club itself goes and purchases yearlings, brings them back and holds its own, almost a ready-to-run type sale at Sha Tin. So he's a real uh, you know, prize jewel for the Hong Kong Jockey Club Romantic Warrior. If he can win a Cox Plate, I think these things are celebrated in Hong Kong. I think international racing in Hong Kong has become more popular. Uh, the Hong Kong Jockey Club have an initiative called the, the World Pool Races, where uh, races that are overseas uh, are bet on in Hong Kong, but the Hong Kong Jockey Club hosts the Paramutual Pool, which makes it an incredibly big betting pool. So there's, there's an incentive there for the Jockey Club itself maybe to push for horses to hit overseas now because of the World Pool concept to have that added interest of a Hong Kong horse in the race. Let's see if things change. But as far as celebrating the victory, because of Hong Kong uh, punters have been betting on overseas racing for a while now, it's becoming more popular. I I think they know what the Cox Plate is because of Winks and 
some of the great races we've seen over the years. So I, I, I think there'll be a, a great amount of interest. I think there's a, a fair amount of interest today. This race is bet on in Hong Kong, um, in the Hong Kong Jockey Club pool. So, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's exciting. I, I think it's exciting any time that those ratings have got an enormously high uh, world rating. Uh, Romantic Warrior rated as one of the best horses in the world, but it really hasn't been put to the test. On, on a track, well, certainly not away from Sha Tien. So, let's see. Oh, fantastic synopsis, Michael. I really mean that. That's wonderful. And we'll have to get you back sometime to talk Jamie Richards and the other nuances of Hong Kong racing. Michael Cox, founder and editor of Asian Racing Report, an independent dual-language website that covers racing in depth. You've just heard a little bit of it there. Fascinating stuff.